T. Thornton, and I am joined by a very special co-host today. You guys know him, you've heard him before, is Super Producer Boyd! Dude, I'm just gonna let you know, mm-hmm. that effort you just put in was very <laughs> Samantha Irving at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean... Like, you put some stank on it! I mean, Samantha Irving holds it down. <laughs> Dude, goaded. Right. Just let her know you're coming for. Her. Right. I haven't heard a uh, a ring announcer emphasized by like that in like a minute. I was like, okay. To- <laughs> right. <laughs> Bring the extra. I'm here for it. <laughs> Have you sat back like, oh my? Right. Uh, who who used to do the the SmackDown one? Was it Tony Chimmel or something like that? The rated yes. R superstar. <laughs> my man, my man put three syllables in super. Right. Superstar. Yes! Like she's doing that on a hundred. Right. Uh, which just reminds me, uh, that's probably going to extend our show a little bit because we need to talk about that whole mess. Oh, man. <laughs> So anyway, uh, before I get into all that, guys, it is our mission on the Nerd Smash Talkcast to bring you the latest in nerd entertainment, whether it involves movies, TV, video games, D&D, science, com- science, comic books, anime, wrestling, whatever. We will cover it because, hey, guess what? Being a nerd is not as limiting as you think that it is. Whew. All right. Boy, you ready to hop into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So before we uh, tell you guys exactly what we're going to be talking about, or let me tell you guys what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so we are going to be covering uh, the trailers that came out this week. Most of them. There, there's one I'm going to leave for Steve because Steve might say, the hair standing up on this lady's head means this. And and I will go, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I do the same thing with Marvel movies, so... <laughs> But we have we have our a resident DC expert on for uh, for Blue Beetle, so I think we'll make up that difference. Um, there's we we have to talk about uh, the happenings with WWE. Um, oh man, it's been sold. They just had WrestleMania. They had probably one of the worst Raws they've had in at least a year. Um, Wolf. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about a couple of IPs here. So specifically, uh, we're going to talk about Resident Evil and John Wick. So we are going to get all of those conversations in for you today. And without wasting any further time, let's just go ahead and start with the <laughs> the WWE slash F slash WWWF. <laughs> oh, man. Or, as they're now known, 
slash UFC. Slash UFC backslash Endeavor yeah. forward slash Newco, which is <laughs> whatever they decide the company is going to be. So right. for those who don't pay attention to the uh, the sports entertainment like I do and to a lesser extent, you know, LT, um, Vince found some way to hoosgow himself back into the company after being ousted for uh, sex crimes. I'm not going to hold anything back. Alleged sex crimes. Let's say that to protect ourselves. Yeah, that's true. Alleged. Uh, alleged. Allegedly. <laughs> he came back and announced that he wanted to go ahead and sell the company. Because WWE is public, but he is still the president slash owner. Well, from January to now, it had been rumored that... Companies all the way from Disney to NBC Universal were interested in buying WWE, even to the point where people thought that their uh, Saudi partnership might come in and buy WWE as a whole and turn it private again. Well, it turns out during WrestleMania weekend, the company was purchased by Endeavor, who is the parent company of the UFC. And now WWE once the deal closes, will be a sister company to the UFC. And Vince will remain as president over WWE. Um, and I believe, actually, no, he's not president. Nick Khan is president. Uh-huh. Uh, Vince will stay in his position, which I think is like chairman or whatever. And he states that he will not be a part of creative, which brings us to our <laughs> next uh, talking point on WWE this past weekend. Saturday and Sunday was, or last Saturday and Sunday was WrestleMania, uh-huh. night one and two. Night one went off without a hitch. You know, some great matches, some title changes, a lot of fun had. Snoop Dogg was being Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Everything seemed, you know, copacetic for a Triple H uh, creative ran Mania night one. Then night two came. <laughs> and Outside of a couple of things, you could see the the wheels starting to come off the tracks here. First, let's start with the elephant in the room. Cody lost to Roman, yeah. which nobody thought was going to happen. Unless you really think Vince McMahon is back in control, then it totally makes sense that <laughs> Roman would win. I, for one, am happy Roman won. I was not here for the Cody victory, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. <laughs> <laughs> you have been consistent with your uh, desire in not seeing Cody win that match, so I imagine there was a big smile on your face at the end of the I, <laughs> I That Charlie Murphy gift that I constantly post in the chat, that's how I sat up laughing Sunday night. <laughs> I was so happy. And the only other thing that made me happier... Yeah. Can I can I tell you just one thing? I just want to comment Yo. on one thing. Why I feel like I don't feel like <laughs> Cody should have won to because it like I, I thought Cody was going to win, but I don't feel like oh there was this big expectation that oh Cody should have won or you just ruin everything about his character or that's how this payoff for the storyline should have been. I'm like, no, I'm looking at it purely from a evil businessman standpoint. To me, WWE needed Cody to like win this crowning achievement so they could point to all the AEW wrestlers and be like, hey, y'all like this? Y'all like this, uh, what we did for this guy? <laughs> if you want the actual good stuff, you need to come on over to the E, get the bag, 
get the stadium <laughs> presentation and get the glitz and glamour of of a WrestleMania. And I think that this company is so good at shooting itself in the foot. <laughs> it's so good at costing itself so much money. I think they they could have easily set up Cody to be the John Cena for like I wouldn't even say the post Roman Reigns era, but you look at what John Cena is doing now. John Cena is so set in stone that, like, I don't know the last time he's won a match. <laughs> uh, honestly, the last match Cena won was that New Year's Eve SmackDown he was on, where he teamed with Kevin Owens against gotcha. Sami Zayn and yeah, Roman. I. It doesn't even matter to me because he's so Teflon because of 10 years of crushing. (laughs) (laughs) Of being a massive weight. Right. Um, But, like, you know, he does the Make-A-Wish stuff. I mean, Cody just feels to me like the square jaw, do-it-anything-for-the-company-whatever type of guy. And I'm just sitting here like, bruh, y'all had the guy and y'all fumbled Mm -hmm the guy or potentially the guy because who is who else, who can take the title from Roman Reigns at this point going off of 3 years almost as being champion not Jay White cuz they fumbled the <laughs> they fumbled Jay White <laughs> and I, I thought at first he was just like he watched Raw and he was like ooh nope but <laughs> apparently like it was due to like no communication from the office bruh this company hates itself <laughs> It, it do. I, <laughs> I can imagine just the way you said it. Him calling Tony, "Hey, bro, y'all still hiring?" Right. <laughs> he he. <laughs> that the vibe in the locker room, based on what the reports, the vibe in the locker room was Oscar Isaac in the middle, going, "Guys, somehow, somehow, Vince returned." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Which uh, it makes me feel good because you know I'm a troll at heart, and I've been putting that meme in the chat for months. <laughs> and the the payoff for internet trolls is tremendous right now. So, dude, <laughs> not to interrupt. You want to talk? About, <laughs> no, you're fine because you're talking about internet trolls. Cody and that rubber chicken. Oh my god! The rubber chicken has been killing me. <laughs> Shout out to whoever threw that rubber chicken in the ring after he lost that match. Legend. <laughs> oh, but then the follow-up on Raw where he just gets systematically beaten down by Brock Lesnar <laughs> for what probably felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> this is the equivalent of you playing an RPG. You lose to the big boss. And then when you try to fight the big boss again... You get help from somebody else, and then they turn on right. you, and then you just get the you die. <laughs> I he just they, I was like, boy, they somehow took Cody Rhodes, who had probably one of the best presentations out of everybody on their roster, and they made him look like a freaking goober over the course of two days. I can't take this man seriously anymore. <laughs> they're literally doing to him what they did to his daddy. And I think 
it's partially what he wants, but I'm like, no, you don't right. want that because look at what happened to your daddy's credibility. Right. Of course, he's still Dusty Rhodes, right. but <sighs> I don't know, man. So, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I don't want—I didn't want to distract you too much from your original point, but I just needed to say that about. <laughs> oh, dude! The only other thing I wanted to talk about <laughs> was Shane McMahon, oh! <laughs> because apparently nobody's talking about it. So, other than Roman beating Cody, it was a pretty standard night. Uh, Bianca and Oscar uh, had a pretty good match, which I thought. Uh, Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus had a not to say banger, a whopper of a match. That match was fantastic. Um, you know, there were some hits or misses on night two, but. Shane McMahon, <laughs> who shows up as a mystery opponent for Miz on night Here two. Here comes the money. Here we go. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. Shucks and jives <laughs> down that entirely too long ramp, gets in the ring, and is already gassed. Yeah. Blown up. He has a <laughs> he has a sweaty fat guy promo. Talk about how he loves the fans, he loves being back. And then at the beginning of his sequence with the Miz, goes and blows his kneecap out. No, no, no. Legitimately, it wasn't his knee. That he, it's even better. He tore his quad. Oh, just like that. <laughs> but like father, like son. All right. I was like, if there isn't any more appropriate <laughs> injury to happen right now, it's a torn quad. <laughs> it's, it's, if you wanted to give him Cody Rose music, it'd be like. Adrenaline, my name is Bob. Jump right up and tore my quad. <laughs> so perfect. I that I mean, no, we don't we don't celebrate injury on this podcast. However, um him lying in the ring and then Snoop Dogg having to pull it out like an old vet and be like, We're calling <laughs> it on the fly, brother. <laughs> Dude, so shout out to Snoop who, you know, had to be higher than a TIE fighter. <laughs> Gets in and hits two, like, jabs to the Miz's face. And the Miz sells them like champs. And then, again, <laughs> like like LT said, Cody is just, or no, Shane is just on the floor in pain. Yeah. And Snoop is hitting a people's elbow on the Miz and then pins him to win the match that <laughs> Shane was in. It made no sense, but it was fantastic recovery from The Miz and Snoop. And also, shout out to uh, referee Jessica, whose last name I forget, because she did her part fantastic. Snoop did his part fantastic. And The Miz, who I keep forgetting is a vet at this point because he's over 15 years in, did his part fantastic. Yeah. It's, who boy, but that, get well soon, Shane, but... <laughs> I need more of that. I need yeah. you to come out, <laughs> get gassed, and injure yourself on every pay-per-view now. Wait, wait. And also, my favorite part of the match is I need you to spend the entire rest of the match in the fetal position on the mat while the <laughs> while the substitute match happens around you. Yes. Oh, that's so good. So oh. great. It's so great. Um. Oh, man. There was something. Oh, also WWE. That's what you get for not having uh, Bobby Lashley or LA Knight in a match. How are you going to have one man's come out holding his uh, Better Luck Next Year trophy <laughs> that you gave him on SmackDown and then just not have LA Knight on TV at all? Y'all owe LA Knight after he put up with Bray Wyatt's shenanigans at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. 
And then y'all just go give him a match on another match against Xavier Woods on SmackDown. Nah, this is, that's that's why y'all had that awful Raw. Yeah, where everything was thrown out the window. Triple H came out to go, oh, everything's good. You know, nothing's changing. This is in in creative. I swear. Um, you know, we got bought out by Endeavor, and you know, basically everything's great. Right. No, Hunter, everything is not great. <laughs> How is L.A. Knight not on the show in Hollywood? The biggest missed opportunity since, well, them trying to sign Jay White. <laughs> Whoops. Dang. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, so that that's pretty much the gist of everything that happened. Uh, it looks like Vince is now going to be asserting more control over creative, which, <sighs> told you so. Um, uh, we he's he is literally the Palpatine of WWE. It's like when you think he's gone, he comes back with a mustache and just goes, oh, "Do it." We didn't talk about the mustache. That I keep seeing people call him Gomez Adams, which don't don't besmirch Gomez. Gomez is the goat. He is relationship <laughs> goals with his hot creepy wife. <laughs> Uh, and I love that you tweeted me this right when I posted it in the chat that he looks like the jerk on the Simpsons that goes, yes. <laughs> well, what was blowing me away was not just the mustache. The mustache was bad enough. It's uneven. It's kind of sloping. It's bad. It's a bad mustache. But the worst part about it is the incredible dye job he's done to his hair. <laughs> The Cody Rhodes die job. Yeah. They show I watched the I watched the segment on ESPN. There is a profile picture of Vince McMahon that they pull up on the screen with more gray in his hair than he has sitting in front of the person right there. Isn't the point of dyeing your hair so that it is not noticeable? You would think so, but the the point of having facial hair is to not look like a sex pest either. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the pot calling the kettle. Look, if we're going if, if we're going down that route, the point of Botox is to look younger too. <laughs> How did you get Botox to make you look more like a, a Saint Bernard? Right, Vince, you look like your face is melting. <laughs> it is melting. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's all bad. It's it's all bad all around. Uh, well, you know, I won't say it's all bad. I think it's a wait and see approach. You know, yeah, because SmackDown was pretty good. They right. reannounced the the draft happening, which we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, opening tag match between the Brawling Brutes and Imperium was fun. Um, LWO was back. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Jey Uso and Sammy had a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, SmackDown was good, but Raw just, no, Vince stopped talking to people. <laughs> Raw and Raw and Night 2 of WrestleMania were, were just, oh, man. Were, were no's. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, this is something we'll follow over the next couple of weeks and just see where it ends up. But, uh, oh, yeah, let's move on to our next story. And that is uh, we had an influx of new movie trailers come out this week. Oh, yeah. Um, so. We had four that we wanted to highlight specifically. Uh, one, one or two that I'm saving for Steve uh, when it, whenever he comes back. Yes, slacker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, of the uh, ones that came out, let's first talk about 
I don't want to. Let's start with Blue Beetle. Let's start with Blue Beetle. Because okay. Blue Beetle was Monday anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is, we're we're definitely going, um, if anybody didn't know, we're going with Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle and not Ted Cord Blue Beetle. Uh, but the most important thing that we saw, and that was all over this trailer that I'm so happy for, is that Ted Corden is, is an established part of this world. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and it's funny because if you've been paying attention to a lot of the side media, like Arrowverse and stuff like that, Ted Corden's always hinted at in the background. Right. He's always, you know, tertiary. It goes like, oh, well, if you're a scientist, you've got... Uh, what is it? I keep wanting to call him Ray Park, and that's not the character's name. Uh, Ray Palmer. Ray Palmer. And then it's like, oh, well, yeah, there's Ray Palmer, but he's no Ted Cord. I'm like, oh, so you're talking about Ted. Okay. Are we going to see him? <laughs> no? Okay, that's fine. And even in like a lot of animated stuff where we get Blue Beetle, nine times out of ten, it's Jaime. Right. Which is fine. And the, fine, the few times you get Ted is always surprising. Um, t- Getting Ted Cord is like getting... Uh, Hank Pym. Right. You know, and I'm just glad they didn't pretend he doesn't exist. But I would also like to see them, like, sneak him in the movie and see who they would get to play him. Because I'm very <laughs> curious on, with the name drops, he has to show up, right? I think he's going to be a pre-title card scene. Ooh. Like how we, like how Ant-Man would have started mm-hmm. but didn't? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, how Marvel does those scenes where it's pre like the Marvel logo title, like, um, also I did see this, uh, this, uh, I think it was a TikTok. I might've shared it with you. Um, but it was talking about the Arrowverse and it originally started Mm -hmm. with like Ted Cord, but he was or he was kind of talking about the Arrowverse, and he was like, you ever notice how Green Arrow was just, like, their supplemental Batman, and then the Flash yes. became their supplemental Superman, and then yes. Ray Palmer became their supplemental uh, uh, <laughs> Blue Beetle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, we wanted Ted Cord, but we couldn't get Ted Cord, so we got <laughs> Ray Palmer. We just made Ray Palmer Ted Cord. What? They absolutely did. <laughs> And once he started like going down the line, and I, they definitely did. We're like Green Arrow and Flash are your Batman and Superman. I'm like not in a million years, but okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just like, yeah. If you think of it that way, then the Arrowverse was kind of kneecapped from the beginning. Oh, absolutely, and it didn't help when they started actually introducing people like. Supergirl, yeah. and then Superman, right. and then Batwoman. Right. It's like, oh, so yeah, we kind of don't. Okay, go over to that legend show, right? <laughs> we don't need you anymore, right? Uh, the the one guy that I was listening to, he was so mad that Wild Dog was go- being a replacement for Red Hood. He was like, "Stop it! Stop doing this!" <laughs> See, I didn't even think about that, but that you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Yeah, because I was like, wow, they are really focusing on Wild Dog now. Like, there's a lot of love being given to Wild Dog, of all people. 
Uh, oh, yeah, no, it makes sense if you think about, hey, we want Red Hood, but we can't have Red Hood. Uh, you know, Speedy was his Robin, and then yep. they went through multiple Speedies. Uh, <laughs> yep, one died. <laughs> uh, Felicity was Oracle. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Oh, man, the, the entire, t- oh, yeah. dude, we could have a whole series of chats about Arrowverse and... Oh, I'll, I'll pencil that in for a future chat. Arrowverse. Let's <laughs> let's dig into the Arrowverse. <laughs> but even to to hop back on track is like thinking. I don't. I don't think me watching Brave and the Bold and seeing how well they did Jaime. Yeah. Or even like playing Injustice and see how well they did Jaime. Mm-hmm. That we would ever get a movie where he is the main character. Yeah. No. I. To me, it always made sense because Jaime is a Jaime in his inception was already kind of a Spider-Man analogy, right? He was like absolutely. He was Spider-Man in Giver armor. One hundred percent, dude. <laughs> I think that's why I like the trailer so oh, much. Oh yeah, it's Giver. I was like, it's Giver. <laughs> it is the most Giver we've gotten since the nineties. Yeah. I, look, I'm just gonna skip to my favorite part of the trailer when he formed that the sword. sword. Oh! And he went the he did the ooh with the fingers and I was like, yeah, all right, this is for me. <laughs> Dude, big big injustice vibes. Yeah. Big injustice vibes. But also like this show is bright and colorful. They got the blue mm-hmm. they got the beetle ship. I forget what they called it, but Blue Beetle, like Ted Cord's original ship. Um mm-hmm. it's it's doing the Black Panther thing where it's like highlighting the representation, focusing on the family. You got George mm-hmm. Lopez coming in here. I feel like George Lopez is gonna be hilarious in this. He's gonna he's gonna be the um, what's your boy's name from Ant Man? Um, oh, um, Michael Pena or yes, uh, Luis. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna steal the show just like he did. Yeah, right. I can feel it. Right. No. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm super super into this one. Um. I feel like DC is starting to pick up some steam. Um. Despite what happened with Shazam, um, yeah, but James Gunn's already come out and said that he's a big fan of this Blue Beetle movie. So he said more about the Blue Beetle movie than he has about the Flash, and the Flash is supposed to be like this magnum opus. No, no, no. So I'm he, really curious. He, he's been hyping up the Flash too. He's like, guys, oh, oh, really? He's been like, guys, Flash is one of the best movies I've ever seen. See why he's saying that? Because I gotta go see it day one. Now. Well, I think we all were planning on it. We. Boy, let's be honest with ourselves. We weren't going to go see a day one uh, Michael Keaton Batman movie. I mean, I don't want you to call me out like that, but. <laughs> I mean, uh, there. We're, we're talking about this universe. If we're in Michael Keaton's Batman universe, like. Is there any possibility Bob the Goon shows up? Oh, <laughs> if if he doesn't. Then it's probably because George Lopez was correct and Batman is a fascist. <laughs> to the Great point line. where he outlawed all goons. <laughs> Yo, Joker's just talking to Bob the Goon. Is like, I'm sorry, old boy, but I'm going to have to let you go. And he, Bob the Goon is like, it's that Batman, isn't it? It's always been the Batman. He just, I'm just imagining Bob the Goon still sitting there in his jacket with pajama pants on, looking at the one ads, just crossing off everything that's henchmen because being a henchman is outlawed by Batman. Right. Oh, man. 
you're my number one a guy. <laughs> or at least you were until last week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, let me think. Is there anything else from this Blue Beetle trailer we specifically want to call out? Um, other than it looks like it's got a lot of really, really good set pieces, and I hope it's not a thing. I hope it's like the Ant-Man trailer where everything isn't in the trailer, mm-hmm. but the trailer still makes you want to go see it. And I know we're putting a lot, I know I'm putting a lot of comparison between this and Ant-Man, but I think it's like the closest comparison, not because he shrinks, but because of the uh, the relationship between Ted Cord and Jaime, where they're playing like the same character, but one's different for a reason. Mm, yeah. You know. I would also say I I would I would like to give a shout out to the body horror dysmorphia that they did with the transformation oh. sequence. Now that <laughs> I wish they would they wouldn't have put in a trailer, but I'm so glad they did because it was gross and I loved it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, like it's physically burning off. It probably hurt like hell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what a severely traumatizing experience. I also appreciate <laughs> that they gave him a unique uh, heads-up display. Yes. Oh. It's, it's, it's what you didn't think he would see until you realize, oh, well, a lot of these guys with these, like, with this future tech, that is what they see. They don't just see with their eyes because they have a whole layer of, like, science over right, their face right um i also also want to shout out i appreciate that they did not attempt the uh open mouth oh yeah it's i think they saw deadpool and saw how well that worked so we're going to start getting more well comic accurate stuff like that i think they were like let's save money and not have to animate a mouth <laughs> oh, or that <laughs> Oh goodness! All right. Well, uh, I think it looks good. I'm 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 here for it. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, which which one do I want to go to? You know what? I'll go to Secret Invasion because okay. I think I think the Secret Invasion trailer was good, and I think the show is going to be really good. But I don't think there's a lot to really highlight in the trailer. Because they're saving a lot of their... This is going to be a show of reveals. Right. Um, And why give that stuff away when you can save it for the actual show? Um, And that's what happens when you have a project like this. So, I think... How does Samuel L. Jackson still look so badass? At what, 75? I don't know. (laughs) It looks like he could go do anything. He could film. He looks like he could film a John Wick movie right now. Absolutely. Uh, it's just, I don't know how he's still pulling this off. He's one of my favorite actors of all time, regardless. And I, it, it, this also made me realize, just like man, just a solid Nick Fury, like conspiracy thriller project, is going to be super, super cool. I think, so I can understand where you're coming from, but I think you just said why I'm really looking forward to it. It's not like any of the other Marvel shows we've gotten so far. Yeah. So you had what Loki is like quantum leap. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you're jumping around and you're wondering, is this going to be the final leap home kind of thing? Uh, WandaVision was centered around pop culture and trauma. Mm-hmm. And then you had Miss Marvel, which was like, you know, teenage rom-com pretty much. Um, then you had She-Hulk, which is just like, oh, well, we're breaking the fourth wall. We're going to pretty much do single female lawyer, Ally McBeal. And also we're going to tell you... Um, that you're gross and to stop being gross. (laughs) And then it's like, you get the secret invasion trailer and you're like, oh, so this is a whole, like, it's like true detective, but with aliens. Yeah. So I'm totally here for that, especially because, so I'm not as familiar with secret invasion as I should be. Um, bad comic nerd. I don't, no, no, no. I don't think, I don't think you're going to need a lot going into this show because the secret invasion in, the comic books was based on the fact that um, the scrolls had found a way to provide perfect duplicates of certain characters going all the way back to the original Kree Skull War. Ooh. Yeah. Or Kree Scroll War, I'm sorry. Um, and you had you had some people like uh I think a big one early on was Spider Woman. It was like the the Jessica Drew that we had even up to like the formation of the new Avengers when she really got highlighted has been a scroll the entire time. Wow. Yeah. And you know, they had main Avengers that were completely like swapped years ago. And I would say, I think secret or secret invasion was probably done the best on the Avengers uh earth's mightiest heroes television show i think that's probably the best way you can do it um because you have to have a much bigger superhero cast to match it to the way that they did in the comics i think this secret invasion is going to be more scrolls impersonating and and duplicating political leaders you know, certain influential people in different governments because they're trying to, and Nick Fury in that case is best suited to kind of, you know, root out this kind of alien invasion, secret alien invasion type, type story. So, um, okay. Yeah. I, this is going to be a little bit more, uh, what is it? Condensed. No, there was a project I was going to compare it to. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay, because I'm watching Picard at the moment, and they're doing like a follow-up to like the Changelings. Yeah. For after a while back, and that's the vibes I'm getting from this. It's like, you won't know who a Changeling is until they pretty much come out and say it, and then it's like, oh, so what do we do now? And it's like, well, we got to be careful because we don't know who could be a Changeling. Right. Or Battlestar Galactica and the Scions. Right. Or Cylon, sorry. Cylon's a car. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's pretty much exactly what's happening. I think they're going to find a way to do at least one or two major reveals for like, oh, some character that we've seen. And I won't spoil who I think it is, but I think there's an indication uh, who it might be. Um, so, yeah, I... I, I it it's not going to be too much like the comic. It's going to be more like the comic in concept only, but okay. execution. It's it's going to be more like an invasion of the body snatchers or something along those lines. 
So was it Secret Invasion, then Secret Wars? Is that how it went? No, Secret Wars is from the 80s. Um, okay. Well, the first Secret Wars. The second Secret Wars um, was also, like, years later. It actually wasn't that long ago. But... Because um, that's what led to Avengers vs. X-Men, right? I, that's uh, conversation for a whole other day. No. Yeah, yeah. Avengers vs. X-Men was more tied to... That was actually more after the or the official Avengers reformed after I think like Siege. Okay. Yeah. Cause like when, when Cap and Thor rejoined Iron Man with the Avengers, that that's closer to like Avengers versus X Men. Um because that was also when the X Men decided to move out to the West Coast and then you have hope and there's there's all this other mess. But yeah. Uh Secret Invasion is closer it, it was it was better served after Civil War because the country was already fractured from uh a lot of stuff that had gone down and Iron Man was like I think in charge of Shield at the time. So um it, it's definitely a it's definitely more of a follow up to the original Civil War story in the comics. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it looks good, but not nothing too flashy. Uh, certainly not like these other ones. Uh, let's talk about this next trailer, which was the Barbie movie trailer. You talk about a movie I'm totally there for, and I didn't think I would be. Yeah. This is it in spades. Um, we've been getting a lot of screenshots of, you know, the film and a lot of, pre-production uh, to post-production stuff. And I'm just looking at the stuff online. I'm like, what is this movie? <laughs> I, I don't know what you are, but I, I'm i intrigued. Yeah. And then when the trailer drops, I don't remember looking at a trailer and laughing as much as I have for IP I had n no interest in whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I, I think this movie's doing something really interesting. I think we actually in the pre show we, we both compared it to um something akin to like the Lego movie. Yeah. Where it's like No in no way did you think you were actually going to get what you thought you were gonna get. And like with the Lego movie, you go, oh, okay, it's it's a movie about Legos. It's like, no. It's actually a movie about Legos. Right. And in this trailer it's like, okay, well it's a Barbie movie. What's it about? Barbie action figures. There's Ken. There's Ken. There's Ken. There's Barbie. There's President Barbie. There's Nurse Barbie. Yeah. There's DJ Barbie. It. I'm like, oh, oh no, y'all are really making a Barbie movie, <laughs> right? Oh, there's Ken. There's Beach Ken. There's there's Alan, which apparently is some deep cut Barbie <laughs> joke about a he's Ken, but or. He's he's different from Ken, but he fits all of Ken's clothes. Yeah. And it's Michael Sarah, so there's already oh, something man. interesting happening there. <laughs> and at the end of the trailer <laughs> where she's like, What are you doing? Did you even bring your rollerblades? He just pulls up the brightest neon. Right. And I'm like, that's right out of the box. Right. Right. Also, shout out to Ryan Gosling, who looks like he's doing the most <laughs> empty-headed performance he can possibly muster 
<laughs> he looks like he's having so much fun. Yeah. Actually, my favorite joke in the trailer is I should spend the night because we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Why? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but the the part of that trailer where they go back and forth, you just you see his face, yeah. you see her face, yeah. you see his face, you see her face, yeah. then it goes back to him and then he drops the line and you're like, oh, there. <laughs> they, I, I need to see this. Look, I know I for need a to fact, understand. I know for a fact, like my sisters would play with their Barbies and... I, I know that they would be like, all right, it's nighttime. We just got back from the club. And then they would go and they would go lay in the bed. And Ken would go lay in the bed with him. And we're like, they, they don't have any idea of what's actually happening <laughs> there. They just know that they go to bed together. Right. <laughs> so The end. So if, if we're watching, like if these two characters are interacting and, the, and we're imagining that it's a little girl holding the two of them and they're talking. <laughs> that's, Dude, if that's true. <laughs> If that is a reveal, just <laughs> mwah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's kind of what I feel like is going to happen. Also, I've, I said that was my favorite joke. I take that back. That's my second favorite joke. Um, my favorite joke is actually the opening shot of the trailer where she takes her shoes off and she still has the arc on her face. Yes! <laughs> I was like, okay, I know exactly what kind of, what kind of movie we are, uh, we're in for here. Um, oh, man. Also, also, I think the best character in this movie is going to end up being Kate McKinnon's character. Oh, this, well, it's Kate McKinnon. Right. But also, <laughs> I saw the poster of her Barbie, and her, she says she's always doing the splits. And if you look at how she's doing the splits, and you look at like what her hair is doing, she looks like that Barbara doll that is has marker written on her face and is... Never in a regular position. She's always in like a splits position, and her hair is cut like Cynthia from Rug- Rugrats. <laughs> you, you know she she saw the script and asked if that could be exactly her. like a hundred percent. I want to be that doll that like you straight up the kid straight up does not care about. Which makes me think that this has to be like the di- like the dialogue is the little girl playing with the Barbie dolls and, and like talking back and forth with them. Oh man! Because of the existence of Kate McKinnon's Barbie, this movie is either going to be the best thing because it's going to be bollocks and knows it, or it's going to be the worst thing <laughs> because it's going to be bollocks and doesn't know it. Right. Also, this is the pinkest thing I've ever seen in the history of my life. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's like ninety percent of the Barbie like set dressing is like. Pink, and then you have some neon, but it's like seventy percent pink. <laughs> exactly, man. So that's all I pretty much have to say about Barbie. I think it looks fun. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are into it and want to check it out when it comes out. So, you know, let us know on the socials if you guys plan on checking out the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> looks goofy. Uh, but in a good way, in a good way. Um, all right, let's go to the the last trailer here before we start talking about some of the intellectual properties. And that was, I mean, we gotta say the best one for last. It's Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I know people that have cried at the Spider Verse's trailer. Well, well, to be fair, 
Uh, I'm probably going to get some some blasphemies for this, but the Miles Morales that we have gotten in just a movie and a trailer Mm -hmm. has already emphasized the struggles of being Spider-Man more than most of the live action movies. This is true. I mean, I one of our previous guests, or one of our guests that's on here a couple times, Luke, um, he had he has gone on record and say he's one of the first people I think I've heard go on record and say that Into the Spider Verse is the best Spider Man movie. I have a really hard time arguing against that. I'd put I'd put Spider Man. No Way Home and Spider-Man 2 almost on those same levels for different reasons. Um, Spider-Man 2 does the the biggest, um, like, it, it has the most Peter Parker struggle in it ever. So, from a Peter Parker standpoint of Spider-Man 2, from a uh, pure just beat you over the head with Spider-Man-ness, it's you know, into the Spider Verse and No Way Home, but this one, this one feels like it may eclipse all of those. Oh, wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> and when you when you're looking at the trailer and you're seeing it's like he's doing his best as Spider Man, mm-hmm. he's doing his best in school, but then <laughs> one of my favorite jokes is like. His uh, parents are with him in a parent-teacher conference. It's like, his grades are good. He's got an A in this, mm-hmm. and he's got a B in Spanish. And my face dropped because I knew how his mom was going to respond. And she did. And his dad was like, oh, you want to die, huh? One of my little favorite details <laughs> about the trailer was she snapped at him. But when she snaps, it's the Puerto Rican flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, just yep. that's a mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And honestly, it's like this is just the the uh domestic part of being Spider-Man. It's like, yes, you have to still save your neighborhood, but dude, you're still a kid. You still have to pass school. Right. And it's not like for a lack of trying. He is trying, but some things are gonna fall to the wayside. Right. Oh man. And then we we see a lot of set pieces. We see the uh reintroduce uh introduction of Gwen Stacy, which, of course, we saw at the end of the last movie. Mm-hmm. But then she starts, she gives him the play-by-play of all the universes and everything, which I keep forgetting that these are technically multiverse movies because they're so good you don't think of them as multiverse movies. Yeah. You just think of them as Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And then we meet, uh, it's a Spider-Man 2099. Oh, yeah. Miguel O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Um, played by Oscar Isaac. Which is like how much between Oscar Isaac and Pedro uh, Pedro Pascal, yeah, just, they're doing everything. How much do you know about Spider Man twenty ninety nine? I remember when he was introduced, and I remember people hating him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he's not bright and cheery. He's uh, a complete uh, a hole. Um, he's hyper serious because, to be honest, his entire future Blade Runner life sucks. Um, yeah he also doesn't have like some of the traditional spider-man powers like uh he can't stick the walls he has actual talons that he digs into the walls and climbs with he also has uh fangs and a venomous bite so uh and and he he wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider um the company that he worked for alchemax uh uh he was working on gene splicing um 
Peter Parker's DNA, and I forget exactly why they were mad at him, but they basically did the gene splicing on him with Peter Parker's DNA, and he came out with what he has. So I'm also pretty sure he had a daughter and he lost her. Um, there it is. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, <laughs> Miguel O'Hara um, is not a happy camper, nor should he be. He, he seems like emo Terry McG- uh, McGinnis. Fun fact, uh, Batman Beyond was based off of the Spider-Man 2099 comic. I I could see that because I, I remember how Batman Beyond came to fruition. They wanted their Spider-Man. Right. So that actually makes a lot of sense, especially with the, like you said, Blade Runner setting. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, But I would say Miguel is, I'm trying to think who I could compare him to. Uh, he, he sounds like if... uh. Oh, what was his name? If uh, Kirk Connors Batman, not Kirk Connors, sorry. Um, I forget what his name, what Man Bat's uh, name is. In, oh, uh, Kirk Langstrom. Langstrom, yeah. uh, his Batman, where he gets like yeah. uh, talons and stuff yeah. and is an actual vampire. That's how uh, Spider Man 2099 sounds. Yeah, he's that, that actually is a really good comparison. Um, cause he's certainly more Batman ish, but he doesn't have the level of compassion that Bruce can have too. Um, oh my. <laughs> yeah. He, he's a little more brutal in his, um, assault of crime. He also kind of hates being a crime fighter, but he just kind of has to do it. Uh, that makes his, uh, scene at the end of the last movie even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, hey, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Which they, uh, happily recreate for this movie, thankfully. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And there the this also comes with with them introducing all the different multiverses, making so many different Spider-Man canon. You I think you just posted the chat, Spooderman. Yes, Spooderman. <laughs> Somebody's crappy drawing on MS Paint of Spider-Man from honestly like the late 2000s the late aughts i think the blue like with the the dolan duck yeah, and the yeah. oh man yeah that that spooderman <laughs> is teased to be in this movie and that's not even the most ridiculous spider-man that could be in this movie no <laughs> oh my god oh man oh dude but we keep getting glimpses Mm-hmm. Of the best Spider-Man ever, good old Ben Riley. Oh man, he looked phenomenal in this trip. Fantastic, just a little with like it was like a mix of the MTV Spider-Man show graphic, but mm-hmm. with like the the late nineties extreme ink art. It was just like oh. Give it, inject it right into my veins, please. It's it's so nineties, and I'm glad you. I'm I'm glad I'm not the only person that watched that MTV Spider Man <laughs> show because it feels like you, a fever dream. Are you kidding me? Do you remember how thirsty we used to be for for anything back then? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm. It's so nineties. I'm here for it. I need it. I need it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I need this to do good so he gets his own straight to DVD movie. Right. Right. I'm also um, very happy that the spot is getting love in this movie. <laughs> uh, Why? I love the spot. 
because the spot is portal but a person um and the spot is hilarious as a as a villain i hated that the original spider-man cartoon made him so serious i mean the spot is think about it the spot is legitimately tough to fight yeah like what do you do (laughs) Because all, all you have to do is just, like, move an inch and your body just goes, you have no idea, you have no idea where your limb's going to go. Yeah. And then while you're, while you're trying to understand what's happening, he's punching you in the face. Right. <laughs> right. I also love the joke that they had in this trailer where he's trying to reach into an ATM to steal money, but his spot is at, like, a grocery store. So he's, like, bread falls out of it or something, <laughs> or he, he's grabbing, like, something off the shelf. Instead of in the ATM. So I love how he doesn't even all the way know how to use his powers. It's fantastic. It truly is. So uh, I'm I'm 1000% in on this trailer. It's emotional. It's hilarious. It's intense at times. Um, they're teasing that Miles has to sacrifice. I love Miles' response where he's just like, nah, I'm going to do me. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm glowing about this trailer. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I just I need once the advance tickets start coming in, I'm buying two. <laughs> if I go by myself, it's just two seats for me. <laughs> uh, love it. All right. Um, so with that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about a couple of uh of intellectual properties and just, just bring them up here as far as uh, just some conversations that apparently we need to have about them. So boy, Hold on, before, before we get started, cause so I was listening to the last two episodes okay. and then we all did it again. And <laughs> I can't even think of what I'm saying. Uh, the inspector gadget part. <laughs> Had me in tears. Because <laughs> for one, Steve just starts describing Gizmo Duck. Right. <laughs> That's what was. He was emphasizing a net. And I'm like, Steve, it's a net, my dude. <laughs> I asked the, you the what The tiny you net want. of the Depsons. Right. He wants a net. Wants an electric a net. net. An electric net, right. Which can still kill somebody, by the way. Because how do you turn it off? <laughs> 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 oh, oh man but gizmo duck yeah it's, it's it was 1000 because how did he say he what did he say he wanted in the feet he he wanted tank treads <laughs> which for what it just as soon as he said tank treads i just imagine armor cores like yeah. what is this character steve <laughs> right I was like, uh, I gave you the option to pit, put whatever you wanted in there, and uh, you chose a net and helicopter in your head. With a helicopter? You could have made this the most sweet version of Inspector Gadget. Right. But it's like, for one, you made him, you kept him as an inspector. Right. And two, you still gave him some of the most, like... Ab- like abhorrent accessories that don't combine to anything to help you solve <laughs> crimes. You're just an albatross at that point. Right. Steve, you know this comes from a place of love, but also do better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so to follow up on that, boy, no pressure. Oh, right. 
We're going to talk about two IPs. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. Resident Evil and John Wick. Okay. And my question is, as far as Resident Evil is concerned, mm-hmm. you, sir, well, let's just say, let's just say the Umbrella Corporation, mm-hmm. they've gone through the events of at least the first two games. All right. Mm-hmm. But they've ousted all the people that were in charge. And you are mm-hmm. the new head of PR oh. for the Umbrella Corporation. You're trying to bring this company back on track. Remember when Wells Fargo a couple of years ago uh, <laughs> ruined all, like, uh, what is it? They they got, oh, what was it? They they lost a bunch of people's information or. Uh, Pretty much got hacked. Yeah, got hacked, <laughs> lost all that information. And they had that campaign like, we're better now. You can trust us. Like, you're the head of PR for the Umbrella Corporation after two cataclysmic events. How do you pull them back? Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> dude. So, have you ever seen the show Ted? Ted Ted, Ted Lasso? No. So, back in the early 2000s. Oh, oh um, do you mean better off Ted? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, the interstitials. Uh-huh. For his company, I would go that route because it's saying the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. <laughs> so it's like, here in Umbrella Corps, we understand that you're concerned that we somehow let a T-virus escape and it caused millions to become zombies. Yes. However, we at Umbrella Corps look to rectify that with the Q-virus. <laughs> That's right. The Q-virus is a viral infection that reverses the... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to see where I'm going with this. It, it, it reverses the effects of the T-virus, causing a vegetative state before rebirth. That's right, rebirth. You will go through a painful birthing process, oh. man or woman, where you are completely reborn. Oh, and you literally, you see in this commercial, a zombified vegetable giving birth to a fresh baby. Ew. And then as the baby comes out, so they gross. just put they put a suit on the baby and give him a briefcase. <laughs> and just put me back out in the world. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you just invented a world, okay, where zombies give birth to Alec Baldwin boss babies. Absolutely correct. That's... But they're not sentient. They're still just babies in suits with briefcases. Why are they wearing a suit? <laughs> Why do they have a briefcase? They can't even... Okay, if it's a real baby, they can't even grip that briefcase. Is it a tiny Sir. baby briefcase or is it an adult briefcase? I love how you heard me say the Q virus <laughs> is a viral infection that reverses another viral infection that causes birth and you go, Why do baby have suits? <laughs> And whole briefcase, sir. Because it's the easily the most ridiculous part of that statement. If I'm watching Honestly. that commercial, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Did they say that baby comes out with a suit? Honestly, when you put somebody whose degree is from DeVry in technical management <laughs> in the head of uh, PR, you don't you don't get realism. You get something like. Like virgin birth 
from a dude and they're just going to put on put a suit on the baby in the commercial because it makes it makes everything look professional. So okay, my follow-up question is does the Q virus actually do this or is this just a reformatted T virus that's going to cause the third game? It's it's the latter. It's absolutely the latter. <laughs> so we're just going to lead to the next commercial. <laughs> We at Umbrella Corps realized that the Q virus actually just doubled the T virus's effects and caused an even stronger <laughs> zombie breakout. So we've come up with a solution. The V virus. <laughs> That's like the V virus is another viral infection that offsets both viral infections and should get you the feeling back to normal. What's that? That newborn baby also had the Q virus? Well, the V virus reverses that, enhances aging, and gets that baby to go right out in the workforce. But we established that the Q virus doesn't even turn you into the the baby. So, <laughs> But this is the commercial, so it's going to be just more lies. You doubled down so hard on your lies. <laughs> exactly. And that is Umbrella to a T. <laughs> I just like I feel like I feel like just like how the G.I. Joe's last week had to answer before Congress. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna have to answer to Congress and be like, listen, we've brought in a witness today. This is the nemesis, okay? You made this. Yes, he does have his trench coat and bazooka in in the house chambers. <laughs> Sitting there in his seat with the bazooka on his shoulder. Right. As calm as possible. Nemesis can't talk, right? I don't believe so. Okay, but... so we're just gonna they're gonna be like, Nemesis, now we understand that your tongue cannot make words. Can you point to the man that hurt you? And he points to me, and I like to go. On the record, I would just like to say that this man with the bazooka is only three weeks old. So he should not be allowed to give any testimony. Oh, really? He's only three weeks old? Then why is he pregnant? Well, in this... Why is he pregnant? So? <laughs> well, he got the Q virus. So we had to give him the V virus. No, no, no. no. See, we've already proven that your Q virus does not actually make babies. So my question to you is why does Nemesis have a baby? <laughs> This is something specifically you did on the side. <laughs> side project. Oh, he's got a baby bump in the bazooka in the trench coat. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> also, it turns out Nemesis has been a lady this entire time. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Nemesis. <laughs> So it's it's a nemesis, and the baby comes out with a but baby bazooka, <laughs> bazooka. and they give him a little baby trench coat and a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. even nemesis confused. Like why does why does he need a briefcase? He looks more professional. Yeah, he has a bazooka. The the first nemesis was built for warfare. The second nemesis was built for business the warfare. Office. <laughs> business warfare acquisition. Right. This is turning into a pitch from Cocaine Attack. I just want you to know. Oh, dude. Everything that comes out of my mouth sounds like something from Cocaine Attack. Yeah. So, it needs to have a bazooka arm and a briefcase. 
Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> How are we supposed to get that in there? I don't know. We only make but viruses. It. Figure it out. Also, we got a sweet, sweet, sweet deal with Samsonite. So make sure it's a Samsonite. <laughs> and be sure to show the logo. Corporate synergy, baby. <laughs> all right. Well. Oh, man. I have no idea what I was doing there. Uh, all I'll say is that PR campaign sounds terrible. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I don't really have don't much worry, to say. Everything will be solved once they release the W virus. <laughs> Stop introducing new lettered viruses. What are you going to do when you run out of letters? You go to, uh, you go to Roman numerals, man. <laughs> You skipped the U virus, by the way. We went straight the Q virus. <laughs> because this one is twice as good. But well, that's bad. Double U. <laughs> oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated with your PR team. <laughs> you didn't even try. <laughs> Honestly, I've been here a week. We still got dead bodies in the freezer, yeah. and the coffee machine doesn't work. I don't know what you expected me to do. You understand? You lost an American city. An American city is gone. Do you understand that the booth is just me, and I had to press record and then <laughs> run into the booth, and then record this, and then run back into the booth, and then stop the recording, and I had to do all of the final effects by myself. Do you know how to use Final Cut Pro? No. Because I don't. No. I also am not making billions of dollars off of my T and V and W viruses. Which, by the way, you named it T-Virus. <laughs> you named it Virus. <laughs> you didn't name it T-Cure. You didn't name it, you know, T-Supplement. Honestly, the FDA wouldn't let us not name it a virus, mainly because it is an infection. <laughs> you guys are so shockingly evil. <laughs> but you're not evil because of how hard you're trying. You're evil because of your apathy. <laughs> you could give less of a crap about what is even going to happen. Now, we're going to we're going to still make T viruses? Little to no change at all? Could we be sanctioned for this? Or could our company be disbanded? Yes. Are we going to make this virus anyway? Yes. Honestly, they said as long as we put a label on it, we should be fine. Gosh. All right. Love that. <laughs> well, then my follow-up question is about the, the John Wick franchise. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how I ruined this. <laughs> um... So, you have just found out that one of your subordinates killed John Wick's new cat. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you need a foolproof plan to stop John Wick. Um, oh, see, no, I know better. Uh, at this point, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him the subordinate and a cat. <laughs> okay, brand, brand new cat. He's going to have the subordinate no, duct tape. No, he tried that. Re ready for him. He tried that. He tried that. So even so, even that he's still just coming for me. So you, you send the subordinate and the cat to him, and he murders both. And oh, he, sends you, <laughs> he, he sends you a video 
Or no, actually, you get a phone call. And it's bring, bring. Bring, bring. Hello? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Oh, no. <laughs> now you have to go get, like, armies to, like, defend you. Our, our, the bad thing is, getting an army. So, okay, hiring mercenaries wouldn't be the problem. The problem would be once they ask what the job is. So it's like, okay, yeah, you're going to pay us uh, for uh, to go hunt some guys. Okay, I got about 15 guys. Um, we're armed to the T. So what's the mission? Huh? John Wick. Who? Whom? John, John Wick. Oh, no, no. See, I thought this was going to be something attainable. <laughs> you're asking me to put 15 of my best guys. Against a man who we've heard fell out of a three-story building, got up, dusted himself off, and then somehow managed to murder 30 people with one gun and one clip. So you're saying we need base minimum 30 people? No, what I'm saying is you need to get somebody else because (laughs) we're... We're not doing the no no. Go ahead and hey, no. Put the weapons wait. up. We're not taking this contract because. Also, you promised us a lot of money that I don't think you expect to pay, uh-huh. because you don't expect us to come back. I mean, so it makes no point to put it up front because. Oh no no so see, here, here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> You're either gonna pay us up front. And then we're not going to do the job because I don't want my guys to die. (laughs) Or we're going to leave you to die because your subordinate got a, not just a cat, but John Wick's cat. Okay. You do know that this man literally minds his business (laughs) until you get in his oeuvre. And then even then, if you're just sitting next to him, bad mouthing him, he doesn't care. Why would he murder his cat? That's the equivalent of, I don't know, going to John Wick and murdering his cat. Uh, honestly, we got it. We we had a new guy on the team. He was overzealous. Overzealous? Well, he's dead. And now he's coming for you. Huh. And this meeting has been a lot less fruitful than I thought. So, well, can I just I'm say something? Take... We asked other people to help, but nobody else would. So, kind of our last hope. <gasps> You don't say. <laughs> did did they stop when you mentioned the words John Wick? Or did you just say Juh and they left? Because <laughs> I have a feeling the reason they didn't take the job is because they knew the job wasn't a job. They were going to get jobbed out. Well, they didn't They didn't leave as soon as I said job because they thought for a second I was going to say Ja Rule. And honestly, like they would have done that for free. Oh, I, I'll do it for free. As a matter of fact, once I leave here, I'll go take care of Ja Rule myself. <laughs> ja Rule, John Stamos. Right. Uh, so I'll, you know, I'll double your pay and I'll give you minimum 30 men to take care of John Wick and Ja Rule in whatever order you choose. You couldn't give me enough money <laughs> and enough manpower. You didn't hear me when I said I heard he took on 30 people with one gun and one clip. How do you do that? I don't know. That feels like a myth, though. Oh, yeah? I feel like you could easily Have you seen? 
Have you seen the photos that people post of him on Instagram? He literally drove a guy over a balcony, leapt down, and kicked him in the face. Come on now. That, that who, seems who, impossible. Over, over a dog. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you want, do you want me to pull? I have the video favored. Oh. It, it's, it's favored on Instagram. I don't want to see it. You want to see it? Oh, I know you don't. You know why? Because then it's real. Right. And it's going to be real, real once John. Oh. Oh, you hear that? That's your security alarm going off. Oh. He is he is downstairs. Oh. Uh men, you're going out the window. Um, we don't want any parts of this. Hey, quick, can um, you turn on the techno lights? I hear he does worse when there's techno lights. Is that true? Have you heard that? Oh no, he gets better. He gets better uh, with techno lights? If you turn got off the techno, techno lights, lights it oh, see, now you've broken the machine. Now the, <laughs> now now they're just stuck on. And you've given this guy a soundtrack to murder you to. Oh jeez. It was dubstep too. <laughs> uh, see no um if you excuse me i gotta go catch a zip line okay. um i wish you the best in your future endeavors and by that i don't have um, future endeavors I, oh i'm aware i was just trying to sound very nice for your last five minutes alive um unless there's poison in that whiskey you might want to add some because i feel like this is gonna hurt uh, oh 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 he just walked in the room hey john would you like uh, a drink oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. And with that, I think that makes up for today's episode <laughs> of the show. Perfect zipline ending. <laughs> Honestly, more things should end with a zipline. <laughs> more things should end with mercenaries cowering right. because they don't want to die. Right. Oh man. All right. So, uh, guys, if you haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on whatever channels you are listening to us through. Um, whether it's Google Music, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Please do that when you get a chance. And, hey, Boyd, where can they find you? Where can they find the show? They can find the show over at NerdSmash underscore TC on Twitter, where, well, we'll basically just posting when the show comes out. And, you know, every episode is a great episode. So if you're behind, go ahead and listen to all of them. But if you're caught up, then this one will be new for you. That's right. And you can find me on Twitter at LT the fifth. That's at L-T-T-H-A-F-I-F-T-H. Boy, where can they find you? Back on Twitter at Calibron, and right now I'm running the Cereal Gamut. I got a bunch of new ones that are going to be posted soon. Just tried some Chocolate Lucky Charms, and they were disappointing. Gross. Have you seen that Cereal Challenge from the Cereal Killers restaurant? I have not. So, it's an eating challenge. I don't know how much time you have. It might be an hour, it might be an hour and a half or something. But you have a certain amount of time. To eat a giant bucket filled with 30 cereals, uh, 30 different cereals, and uh, I think you get milk with it too. You get like a gallon of milk on the side. That sounds like a lactose intolerance (laughs) nightmare, and honestly, I would still try it. (laughs) I expect nothing less. (laughs) All right. Uh, well, I think that pretty much caps our show. Guys, also check out our YouTube channel and our Facebook pages if you haven't done so. Um, and like us on those pages. And with that, we'll go ahead and get out of here. Boyd, how would you like to sign off today? 
Ooh, I got it. I was hoping it was that. <laughs> he zip lines away. That is our show, guys. Thank you so much. We will catch you next week on the Nerd Smash Talkcast. And all I have to say to follow up with that is. <laughs> <laughs>